We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to answer the question from one of my listeners who wrote me an email asking this. You've been condemning pride. You've said that it's the sin that leads to all other sins. Well, is it wrong to be proud of your son or daughter? Is there a difference between that and your own personal arrogance and self-infatuation? I'll answer this question on today's show. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. I really do appreciate it. Today I'm going to do something that I tried to do months ago when I started The Rebellion, and that is respond to listener questions. In fact, let's set the stage for this. When I started the rebellion, one of the things I tried to do, and I kind of stepped away from it after a time because I wasn't getting much response, but I'd be very happy to go back and return to this, and that is have a time of responding to questions. So if you're listening right now and you do have questions, disagreement, or you just like more detail on a topic that I've covered, please, please email me. And the way you do that is go to DrEverettPiper.com. That's my website. And you can contact me via that website. So, housekeeping here. DrEverettPiper.com. That's D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R.com. DrEverettPiper.com. If you go to that website, you can access a ton of stuff. Like I've said before, there's a tab there in the menu bar for reaching out to me, communicating with me. You can ask me if I would come and speak at your church or your other organizational event. I I do speak, and I'd be happy to do that. So that's the way you contact me if you'd like me to speak. But also, you can contact me and ask me a question. Say, I listen to your show, and I'm, I'm confused. I want you to go deeper into a particular issue. And that's what I'm going to do today. If you have a topic that I haven't addressed that you'd like me to, you can reach out and ask me to do that. Give me the topic. Tell me why you want me to speak to the issue. Uh, give me whatever details you want, and then I can consider adding it to the agenda on this particular morning show. So, yes, I do enjoy questions. I actually like that. When I go out and speak at churches and whatnot, one of the most enjoyable formats for me is when I don't go in and give a sermon or a monologue, but the pastor will actually set up a couple bar stools up in front of the congregation and we just sit there and he asks questions and I respond. I think the audience enjoys that. I think people get as much out of that probably as a sermon, a monologue. And um, anyway, it's one of my favorite things to do. So if I can do more of that on this show, I'd be very happy to do so. So today I'm going to try to respond to the question of pride. Uh, I had somebody text me, or was it an email? I can't remember. It was very brief. The person wasn't trying to be mean or acerbic. The person said, look, you've been speaking against pride. You've, you've covered a lot of information on how bad it is. 
that it's the worst of all sins, the sin that leads to all other sins. You've talked about Chaucer, you've talked about Augustine, you've talked about Aquinas, you've talked about the Old Testament prophets, and then the writings of the New Testament, Paul and Peter, to be more specific. You've talked about Jesus and how he called for humiliation, to be humble, that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. You've talked about all of that, Piper, but I have a question. Am I sinning if I am proud of my son or daughter and their accomplishments? Is there a difference between that and what you're talking about? And that's what I'd like to address on today's show. And I'm going to go back to C.S. Lewis because actually in his chapter in Mere Christianity on pride, which I've already talked about, where I've talked about pride in the negative, he, he actually comes to the end of that chapter recognizing that this question is there. This question, this misunderstanding that what he is condemning and what the Bible condemns and what God condemns is the same thing as being proud of your son or daughter if they accomplish something, or your niece or your nephew, or your grandson or your granddaughter, or your wife or your husband. If you're proud of someone else for what they've done, is that sinful? And Lewis says, no, no, and let me explain why. So that's what I will do on today's show. And I'll do so after we take this break. But before before we do take a break, let me just remind you, as long as I'm setting the stage for the rest of the show, let's deal with the housekeeping completely again, because I don't do that in every program. Again, the reason I stopped doing that is because I know it annoys you. If you're listening on a routine basis, you don't want to hear it again. You say, Piper, you, you've already covered all that. But you also know, if you've been tuning in lately, I've tried to spare you all the housekeeping in every show, but I need to do it every once in a while. So I've given you the website, dreverettpiper.com. Uh, let me re- remind you, there is a tab on that website for my books. Uh, there are three of them there. My first one is Why I'm a Liberal and Other Conservative Ideas. The second book was the national bestseller, Not a Daycare, The Devastating Consequences of Abandoning Truth. And then the sequel to Not a Daycare is Grow Up, Life Isn't Safe, But It's Good. If you go to that tab that simply says books, you'll get access directly to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble, whatever online bookstore you use to purchase your reading material. And also, there's a tab on that website that takes you to my weekly columns with the Washington Times. Again, there's a tab there to schedule me to speak at your church or other organization, And you have a variety of um, other items there. It takes you to my Twitter feed, for example, so you can see what I'm reading on a daily basis, what I've tweeted, and also you can access my Facebook. By the way, I have three different Facebook pages. If you try to friend me on the Everett Piper Facebook, I can't accept anymore right now because it's maxed out at the 5,000. I don't know why Facebook sets that maximum for your personal Facebook pages, but they do. You can't accept any more than 5,000 friends. But I have a second Facebook page under Dr. Everett Piper, and that's a public personality page. And if you set it up that way, you can accept unlimited followers. So go to that page if you want to follow. I try to post basically the same stuff on both of those pages. And then I have my campaign page because I'm running for county commissioner if you want to go there. And I try to post things that are more pertinent to that particular campaign, which will hopefully be ending soon on June 28th, which is the primary 
for uh, the Republican primary here in uh, Osage County, Oklahoma, where I'm running for District 1 County Commissioner. More than you needed to know, but that is some of the housekeeping that uh, we probably should do at least uh, once a month or so, just so the new listeners understand how to connect further. If you have questions, like the one I'm going to deal with after this, after this break, and that is, is there anything such as appropriate pride, uh, being proud of your son, your daughter, your grandson, your granddaughter for something that they've accomplished, and letting them know that you're proud of them? Let's take a break. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. Again, I'm grateful for your patience. Thank you for allowing me to deal with some of that housekeeping. As I said, I try not to do it that often now. Back when I first started the show, I was doing it almost every day, and I quickly realized that if I were you and listening to this thing, I would get annoyed with that, and I would try to figure out a way to just fast forward, so I quit doing that. But I probably should do it at least every month or so in, in order to uh, inform new listeners, those that have just joined the rebellion, as to how to connect and get more of that material and more of that information. So again, thanks. So this question, is there any such thing as appropriate pride? Piper, when you spend show after show talking about the negative aspects of pride, are you also condemning the parent who's proud of his son or the granddad or grandmother who has pride in something that their granddaughter or grandson has accomplished? Is is that the same thing? Are you condemning that? Is that sinful? Well, C.S. Lewis actually answers it and probably better than I can. So I'm going to do some I'm going, to, I'm going to take some excerpts directly from Mere Christianity and his chapter, which is titled The Greatest Sin. So as you know, I've gone through a lot in the last several days. I, I've talked about how Peter condemned pride, where he said, Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. I've talked about how Paul, who... <laughs> frankly confronts this love is love nonsense and says love is not arrogant. It's not self-centered. It's not proud. It's not haughty. That you should never be haughty or wise in your own sight. For if anyone thinks he's something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So Paul and Peter clearly condemn pride. And Paul essentially sets it up as being the antithesis of love. And the irony is we're celebrating an entire month of pride under the banner of love is love, which is the opposite of love because love is not arrogant. Love is not proud. It's not self-centered. It's not haughty. It doesn't seek its own. It actually puts itself last. If you think you're something, you're deceiving yourself because you're nothing. And Aquinas covered pride. He called it... Um, what did he say? Oh, here it is. Thomas Aquinas said, Pride is so-called because man aims higher than he is. He who wishes to overstep what he is is proud. Doesn't that speak to the subjective identity claims of LGBTQIA? The trans movement, for example, such sets people up to be able to claim that there's something that they're not. You overstep what you are, and therefore you are proud. Because the very 
action, the very thought, the very agenda of overstepping what you are, is the definition of pride, according to Thomas Aquinas. I mentioned that one of the uh, books that has not been canonized, but has been held by Jewish tradition to be a book that should be read, um, not on the same level as the canonized prophets, but pretty darn close, is the book of Sirach, S-I-R-A-C-H. And that book says this, pride is like a fountain pouring out sin, and whoever persists in it is full of wickedness. I've said in an earlier show what Chaucer declared. He said that the root of all these seven sins is pride, the general root of all harms. Augustine said, pride despises the more just dominion of a higher authority. Von Hayek said, pride is the fatal conceit and the road to serfdom. And then I summarized all of this by saying C.S. Lewis says, he who is proud would rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. The essential vice, the utmost evil, is pride. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. So that that's a pretty thorough list of condemnations of pride, isn't it? Well, I can appreciate the fact that someone asks. In fact, I, I like these types of questions. People that want to learn ask good questions, and I don't think we should ever condemn, condemn somebody for doing so, and I certainly don't want to do that with you. Now, if somebody's just being mean-spirited, and they're not sincerely asking a question, they're just being a jerk, then that's a different story. But that's not the case with this person that asked me. Is pride always bad? What about being proud of your son or your daughter because they accomplished something? Good grades, uh, they did a great job in a play, uh, they've demonstrated character. When um, peer pressure would have led them to do something bad, they chose to do something good, and you pull your son aside after he has demonstrated that he learned something, and he behaved rightly rather than wrongly, and you say to him, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Is that bad? Well, Lewis dispels that. So let me, let me go to this chapter from Mere Christianity and share part of what he says here. He says this, before leaving this subject, and what he's talking of here is pride, because he's been writing about it for the majority of this chapter, in the negative, as I've just, just described to you. He says, before leaving this subject of pride, I must guard against, against some possible misunderstandings. He says, one, Pleasure in being praised is not pride. The child who is patted on the back for doing a lesson well, the woman whose beauty is praised by her lover, the saved soul to whom Christ says, well done, are pleased and ought to be. For here the pleasure lies not in what you are, but in the fact that you have, let me turn the page here, the fact that you have pleased someone. You... You wanted and rightly wanted to please that person. The trouble begins when you pass from thinking, I have pleased him and all is well, to thinking, what a fine person I must have been to have done so. The more you delight in yourself and the less you delight in the praise, the worse you are becoming. He goes on. He says this, when you delight wholly in yourself and do not care about the praise of others, you have reached the bottom. Now, isn't that interesting? Okay, 
the issue here is self-focus, self-satisfaction. That's what he's talking about in terms of diabolical pride. He actually says this, that vanity, though it is a sort of pride, which shows most on the surface, is really the least bad and most pardonable sort of pride. He says this, the vain person wants praise, wants people to say, hey, I'm proud of you, wants applause, wants admiration. Now, he's not saying that that's necessarily a virtue, but he's saying it's a childlike fault. It's a humble fault that shows that you are not yet completely contented in your own self-admiration. You value other people still. You are, in fact, as Lewis says, still human. But then he says this, the real black diabolical pride comes when you look down on others so much that you don't care about their praise or their affirmation any longer. You, you think you're right. You think you're the judge of all. You don't care what anybody else says about anything any longer. You don't want to be praised by them. You don't care what other people think of you. And, 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 and this, Lewis says, is the ultimate the ultimate diabolical proud man who says, why should I care for the applause of what the rabble, of what the rabble say as if their opinion is worth anything to me? No, I am an integrated man, says Lewis. All I have done has been done to satisfy my own ideals. If the mob like it, let them. They are nothing to me. Lewis says this, he says, when we reach that state, the devil loves it. He says this, the devil loves curing a small fault by giving us a great one. We must try not to be vain. We must never be proud of our lack of vanity, for example. Now, there's another point that Lewis says here. He asks this question. We say in English that a man is proud of his son or of his father or his school, or his country, or his regiment. Well, can we then assume that that pride is a sin? And then he says this, he answers his own question. He says, well, it depends. Very often, he says, the phrase, is proud of, means, or is synonymous with, has a warm-hearted admiration for. And in that sense, he says, such an admiration is, of course, far from being a sin. Now, I want to I deal with that again because I think this answers my, my friend's question directly. When we say we're proud of our son or proud of our regiment, as Lewis says, or proud of our school or proud of our country, proud of our family, proud of our heritage, when we say that, is that sinful to do so? Lewis says no, because that's really not the sin of pride. That's not self-importance and self-satisfaction and self infatuation. It's not narcissism. In fact, you're looking outward and you're saying, I'm proud of America because of the sacrifices our veterans have have made to give us the freedoms that we now enjoy. I'm proud of our heritage. In fact, I was ridiculed by the left when I wrote my last piece against pride by a couple folks who immediately thought they had me by suggesting that, well, I guess you're not proud of your country then, are you? Because that would be sinful. Well, no, that's the exact opposite of what Lewis is condemning and what the Bible condemns. If you're proud of your church and what your church stands for, is that sinful? No, because really, we're not talking about the sin of self-infatuation, pride. 
we're talking about uh, something that's, as Lewis says, synonymous with a warm-hearted, a warm-hearted feeling, uh, a warm-hearted admiration for your country, for your school, your alma mater, for your family, for your son, for your daughter. And this admiration is, of course, far from being a sin, says Lewis. To love and admire anything outside yourself is to take one step away from utter spiritual ruin, not toward it, says Lewis. So he wants to draw the distinction between the vice of pride and being proud of someone else or something else. Does that make sense? I think that answers my listener's question directly. But Lewis goes on. He, He deals with this even further. He says, we must not think pride is something God forbids because he's offended by it. So he's talking about the synonymous nature of uh, being proud of your country with being uh, akin to saying, I have an admiration for, an affection for my country, my family, my son, my daughter. He wants us to understand that that's not condemned in Scripture or by God. It's the self-importance. It's the putting yourself above others. It's it's this claim that I'm loud and, my, and I'm proud, and if you disagree with me, you're nothing. You're a deplorable rube. You lack gray matter. I have no patience or time for you. You're the problem. I, I actually don't love you. I despise you because you disagree with me. That's sinful pride, and that is not at all what we're talking about when we say we're proud of America. We take pride in the flag. I'm proud to be an American, as the song goes. That's not the condemned sin that Lewis is talking about, nor is it the sin that the Bible's talking about. Now, before he's done with this chapter, Lewis wants us to understand why God has a problem with pride. He wants us to understand why it's a sin and why God condemns it. So he says this, We must not think pride is something God forbids because he's offended by it. That's not the point as if God himself was proud and wants to put you down because he's above you and he's a proud God. He is not in the least worried about his dignity, says Lewis. The point is he wants you to know him, wants you to give him yourself, and he wants to give you himself. And he and you are two things of such a kind that if you really get into any kind of touch with him, you will, in fact, be humble, delightedly humble, feeling the infinite relief of having for once got rid of all the silly nonsense about your own dignity, which has made you restless and unhappy all your life. He is trying to make you humble, says Lewis, in order to make you good. In other words... He's trying to make you humble for your own good. He's trying to get you to take off a lot of the silly, ugly, fancy dress in which we have all got ourselves up and are strutting about like the little idiots we are. That's Lewis. And then he says this, I could probably tell you a lot more about the relief, the comfort of taking the fancy dress off, getting rid of the false self, with all of its look at me and aren't I a good boy, and all its posing and posturing. To get even near it, even for a moment, is like a drink of cold water to a man in the desert. (laughs) That's good stuff. That's a confession from Lewis himself, that he could tell you a lot more 
of what it feels like to get rid of all the false self, all of its look at me, aren't I a good boy, all of this posing and posturing. To get even near it, even for a moment, is like a drink of cold water to a man in the desert. That's why God condemns pride, because it eats away at your soul. It hurts you. It damns you. It condemns you. It makes you miserable. And the proof of that is look at the people who are strutting about, all of the posing and the posturing during Pride Month. They're not happy. I told my wife as I was at a political parade uh, in a small community here in Oklahoma recently, I was walking up to people and giving them my political propaganda. And, and most people were very gracious and smiling. In fact, I was making a joke as, as uh, some folks that were with me were handing out candy from my pickup truck that says Piper for County Commissioner. I would walk alongside the truck and hand people my campaign pieces, and I would say, you know, the price of candy during a parade is political propaganda. And they'd smile and and appreciate the self-deprecation that I was attempting in terms of handing them something that they probably didn't even want. Well, I went to hand it from from one person that was smiling and accepting it to a, a teenage girl standing next to her who had a loud and proud type t-shirt on. I went to hand her material, and she just growled at me. She wouldn't even she wouldn't even acknowledge that I was there. She just stared angrily forward as if you're in my space. I don't like you. I don't know why you're trying to make a joke with me. Uh, life is ugly and and it's not fun and you're trying to get me to laugh. I won't do it was her attitude. And I went back and I told my wife, it's so sad. She's the one apparently celebrating love is love and pride month and yet she's angry. She's hateful. She's unhappy. And she's not only unhappy with me, she's unhappy with everything. I would argue even herself because of her pride. All of the posturing and all of the posing does not end well. The, the opposite of that is in humility to get rid of that false self. All of that look at me, aren't I a good person on all of the posing and all the posturing. And just for a moment, just for a moment, to take a drink of the cold water of humility, of confession, of setting yourself aside for the sake of others, and ultimately giving yourself over to a Savior, to God, recognizing that he's in charge and you're not. That is the drink of cold water that Lewis is talking about. That's the antithesis of pride. So I I hope you understand that being proud of your country, being proud of your son, being proud of of your grandkids or whatever else, proud of your town, proud of your alma mater, that's not the sin that Lewis is speaking of, nor is it the sin the Bible condemns. Because that's not self-centeredness. Often it's looking outward at something else and saying that you are fond of what they've accomplished. That is the antithesis of self-infatuation and pride. That's gratitude, quite frankly. That's humility, recognizing that somebody did something better than you. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.